Harris Happening continues here on the Mighty 790 KFGO and KFGO.com. I am so happy to have this woman on the air with us. You hear her every Wednesday on uh, the uh, morning crew with Bonnie and Doug, but uh, we've been friends for many, many years. She is the director of the zoo down in Wapaden at Chihinkapa Zoo. And uh, Kathy Dickman joins us right now to tell us a little bit about how the operation is going with this uh, COVID-19 thing that's been going on, this pandemic. And uh, we'll find out about some new additions to the zoo as well. And uh, Kathy, so great to hear your voice again. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's so great to hear your voice, my friend. I look forward to the day we can meet in person again. <laughs> <laughs> it will be soon, I'm sure. It will be very, very soon. Uh, first of all, uh, you, you, you've you been open for how long now? We've been open since May 9th, and uh, it's going pretty well, Bob. Now, the... Uh, the, the people that come in, they, they, they understand the social distancing and stuff. Uh, are there requirements? Should they be wearing masks when they come down? Uh, they can choose to wear a mask. They'll see our staff wearing masks, especially in, in guest services. Uh, all our guest service people will be wearing masks, too. It actually builds a confidence in our facility from the public or with the public, and I, I like that as well. The other things they'll see at the zoo is, um, you know, we wanted to make it more fun than scary for kids and families. So instead of um, saying you can't stand here, you can't do this, we made it kind of like a board game. So all the pathways are open, but we're calling them fly zones. And so every group that comes into the zoo is treated like a flock of birds. (laughs) (laughs) Your flock can be here, your flock can go here. And you know, Bob, that when we train, um, there's a whole group of people that show up to watch the animal train. And so... We have nesting sites. So when the nesting sites are full because they're stationed apart from each other, then the others, instead of saying, you can't watch this, you can't be here for this demonstration, we say, you get to keep migrating on your route. And it's a little more friendly than saying, you can't see this. You know, you get to keep going. And the kids are like, hey, we have to keep going, Mom. You know, we get to keep flying. So <laughs> it's been, been pretty cool. It's been good. And I think that people appreciate it, and they sure have been just doing a great job. I have so much faith in the public, and they have not disappointed. A little extra, a little added uh, adventure for the kids. That's kind of cool. I like that idea. I like it very much. Let me ask you a little no, bit. I have to say they're just doing great. They're doing great. <laughs> I have to ask you a little bit because I, I somebody asked me to talk to you about uh, the rhinos. How are they doing? They're great. The boys are, are <laughs> gaining some more weight, Bob. Well, so have I, Kathy. So have I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Quarantine quarantine 15 I got going on here. Um, (laughs) um, They weigh about 6,000 pounds apiece now. Um, They're still getting trained every single day, and they're doing a a, a really nice job. We had our first behind-the-scenes group last night um, with the Wapton Buffalo Club. And, um, again, people were just absolutely great. But when we got over to the rhinos, they, they were just so happy. I mean, they like the tactile, so so staff is able to touch them, and and our behind the scenes people are able to do the same, and um, they just laid right down. They were so comfortable with it. They just laid right down, which is one of their training things. So so we can check their feet and everything. And I don't know, they're just fantastic. I I don't, you know, I know it's been easy, you know two seasons now, but I just don't get. Uh, I'm always in awe of the animals. I never get tired of. Oh, we've had this a while now. I'm always in awe of them and. Of course, we know what what we're doing for conservation, and that's always uh, something that's in our minds 100% in in our minds and in our hearts. And so um, we're really proud to be part of that. So when they lay down, do they want their belly scratched too then? (laughs) (laughs) They do. Do do they really? And you know how when you you scratch 
like on the hind quarter of a dog and their leg starts going, sure. they do that. And to watch a 6,000-pound rhino take his leg and go, oh, that sounds so good, scratch me there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, it is public, one of the public's favorite things to see on the rhinos is when they do that. It's hilarious. That is funny. That is funny. Kathy Dickman is our special guest here on The Hair is Happening. We're talking about Chihinkaba Zoo. And, of course, uh, the, the they are open, and they've got some new animals down there, too. And, uh, well, you know what? I'll talk about I'll talk about the cats first. Then we'll talk about the big surprise that you got earlier this week. Uh, let's talk about those cheetahs. Those are, especially those faces, those are some of the most gorgeous animals on God's earth, I swear. Oh, they are. They're so, they were so, first of all, they're so distinctive. I mean, that black line that they call, sometimes call it the tattoo or the teardrop, that black line that runs down the cheetah's face, no other cat has it. Um, you look at that, you know you're, you're, you're looking at a cheetah, whether it be a picture or in person, and um, we're just feeling thrilled. We are overjoyed to have cheetahs at Chahinkapa. I can't tell you, I just I stare at them. I just stare at them, and they're absolutely gorgeous. Of course, uh, cheetahs have become ambassadors for the entire um, African um conservation projects because they can be used as ambassador animals. They can be handled a little bit. You're not going to see us do that with tigers and, and snow leopards and things, but the cheetahs are a little bit different um, so that you can do some of that companionship thing. Um, and so we're excited about that. We They're young and they're six months old and six and a half months old. They're females. Now this week and through this weekend, people can still get their cheetah names <laughs> Um, submitted for the naming contest. So we want you to name them in pairs. So don't just send in one name, send in two names. Okay. Uh, they're both females. Uh, they're half-siblings. And, you know, keep in mind Africa. So that might be a little clue there. We like to kind of look at that a little bit. But um, very beautiful, very magnificent. Of course, the fastest land animal. And, and, and they're jetting around in their habitat. And they're so playful at this age, too. So... Uh, just a, a, it's educational, but it's also a very good time to watch them. And by the way, do not name them Cheeto because that's in there 250 times already. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I don't yes. know. I don't know about that, but I bet there is. <laughs> it's a lot of Elsa and Anna's. <laughs> But by the way, by the way, because of uh, you know, as they get bigger, will you have to? How's the enclosure for them? Did you have to make a special enclosure, or uh, because you know they like to run around a lot? You know. Well, that's a really good question because before the COVID and everything, um, we had planned for a new cat complex, and we're looking at a sponsor for that, and um, it didn't follow through at this time. Unfortunately, we lost our beloved Hobbs. Um, we lost Nina. I'm talking about the tigers now, um, earlier in the year, and then we lost Hobbs later um, in the year. So we don't have the um, we don't have the tigers, and so they're in the tiger habitat, which is quite large, especially for their size. And so um, the tigers, we will be getting tigers. We will be working with the Species Survival Plan, the SSP, as you, you hear me talk about all the time. Uh, we'll be getting tigers back. So we're going to have to do some rearranging. Um, but the cheetahs, we do have a habitat ready for the cheetahs. We just put them in here now. We'll do some rearranging. And if you want to see honey badgers, it's a really good time to come this season because um, with that rearranging, there's a good chance the honey badgers will be making a trip back to Tangahika, um to their to their home in Goddard, Kansas, which is where we um, we got them from. Oh, so, okay. Um, 
So just in the meantime, just so we can, you know, look at some of these things, because we want to build new, but remember, um, we are self-supporting, so we count on that um, donations, fundraising, and admissions, and memberships, and all that. So right now, we're just trying, like everybody else, we're just trying to operate optimally and uh, do what we can to keep everything at a very high standard. And so op- daily operations is the, is the priority always, and especially now, opening late, um, having extra things in place. We've got an entrance gate and an exit gate. Uh, we've got more staff to go around and disinfect. We've got a lot more things going on with helping to protect the visitors and the animals. So um, we want to do all that. We want to. We have to. It, it's it's our, our biggest priority. And so with that comes, comes some cost. So right now, um, to build anything is, 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 is put on hold. So you might see us rearranging some things on there. So bear with that. Um, but also always know that Chihinkapo always wants to do what we need to for conservation, but we also like to change things up for our visitors. So to keep things fresh for them and to have them come in and see you know, cheetahs, for example, is just a thrill for us. Every time we, we watch someone come through that gate, we're excited that that's the first thing they're going to see. Besides Tal, your favorite, <laughs> on the right, they're going to see cheetahs on the left-hand side, Bob. Well, you got a big surprise on Wednesday. Uh, right after yes, you were on the show did. with Bonnie and Doug, you got back or you got you got off the phone, and a little uh, a couple hours later, you found out you had a little baby buffalo. Yes, yes, and it's another leucistic, which means it's white. A little cream-colored white because the leucist. And so we had Ska. We still have Ska. He's the father of this one. And when we got Ska a few years ago, we were excited. We said, you know, we have the white bison at the zoo and come see him. Now, now I, I want to explain that, that there's the albino ones and then there's a leucistic. This one is leucistic like his father. So they have a little bit of a cream color white, a little off-white there. And uh, the difference is albinos are the ones that um, have the lack of pigmentation uh, also in their eyes. So they have the pink eye, and they're actually an albino. Um, The leucistic have the blue eye, and they have a little creamier coat. They do tend to be um, very healthy, where sometimes the albino ones will lose their eyesight soon, and and their health isn't always great, and longevity is not great sometimes, uh, quite often, actually. So... So to have a leucistic one, we're thrilled with that. And, uh, oh, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. He's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> how much, and, how um, much did he weigh when he was born? How much did he weigh when he was born? Oh, they weigh about, no, you didn't get me on this one, aren't you? <laughs> oh, sorry. I would say 30 to 40 pounds in there. I don't know. It's in that, it's a large dog size. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> People are like, oh, God, Kathy Dick, when you're a zoologist. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, about that thirty to forty pounds. So right. I'd say I'd say like thirty. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, before we run out of time, I want to mention to the folks that the Blue Goose Day is coming up, huh? Oh yeah, and you know it was one of those things. We wait for the mandates to come down. We want to follow the rules. We want to follow the, the mandates. You know, it's it's a tough job. You know, people who are out there, you know, saying they should do this, they should do that. You know, I don't want to be in their shoes. You know, we're just, we're, we're happy to follow what the regu what the regulations are requirements and suggestions and advisories. So we're doing blue goose days. There won't be a street dance this year, but we're doing blue goose days at the zoo, June 6th and 7th, the big day being Saturday, June 6th. 
which will feature a U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Um, we're doing endangered species this year, so there'll be some really nice booths set up in the zoo and some activities. We have we will be doing the food and um, craft and vendor show right there on site, right outside the zoo. So that'll be good. Um, and then on Tal's birthday party on Sunday, um, we're going to be doing something different because you know how you know how full that gets to be right in front of his habitat. <laughs> and due to due to the the spaces that we've limited the programs to in front, we're going to have Tal's um, birthday egg hunt. We've got 2,000 eggs that will be spread out on in the zoo. Wow! And kids can actually each each kids can collect five eggs, which is pretty cool. And um, it's safe because they'll they'll be touching the one egg and they'll be picking it up and putting it in their bag. And so um, that's open to the public. So come on down for Tal's birthday at one o'clock on Sunday, one to three. We'll be doing the egg hunt, and um, just and we'll be naming the finalists in the cheetah contest. So check out our website for all activities. Um, and some things have gone virtual um, with some of the other activities, the Amazing Race and things. I've got some cool things happening. Um, but to check out what's happening on site at the zoo, because there's always something going on at the zoo. But Blue Goose Days, we're going to keep it because the U.S. Fish and Wildlife has, has worked hard as a partner through the years. We want to honor them with keeping, you know, to, this year we might call it Back to the Basic Blue because uh, <laughs> something had to be cut with, with the with the. Uh, large crowded things like the street dances and the parades and things, but we are doing it at the zoo and we're really, really proud to be a partner of Fish and Wildlife. So that's jahinkabazoo.org, correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, one more quick question. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the carousel is closed. They're not being allowed uh, right now, but you will announce obviously when somewhere down the road will that may be open, correct? We will. And you know what's missing? You know, we're having great zoo days, by the way. It's, it's been wonderful, but I miss that carousel music in the background. Uh, <laughs> and it's such a big, important, it's a treasure in Wapaton, and, and you know it. It's, it's one of your favorites. I know that for a fact. You're a very common, uh, very regular visitor um, to us, and, and we love that, Bob. Um, you know, we'll know. The tap brass poles and to disinfect. We can clean and polish brass poles, but to disinfect after every rider on brass is a little difficult, if even possible. So uh, we're going to give it a little bit more time, and when we do open, we'll be we'll be shouting it from the rooftop. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Our, our slogan this year, Bob, is we're ready when you are. So everybody out there, if you don't feel like this is a good time for you to visit the zoo, we'll wait. We're going to be here every day. <laughs> So um, you just you just let us know, and you come on down when you're ready. And if you're ready, we're open every day, 10 to 7. Bless your heart. Kathy Dickman from the Chehinkaba Zoo. Thank you for joining us. Congratulations on all your uh, newest members to your family out there, and uh, we will see you in the very near future, hopefully. Thank you, my friend. Thank you.